Hey guys, welcome to Goat 101. Today we're going to find out what color Noah's kids were. Hey guys, welcome to Goat 101. This is a place for us to show you guys some questions that our kids are asking here at Goat and kind of give you a peek at how we answer them from a biblical perspective. So my name is Ryan, this is Mikey and Cam, and uh, Mikey has our question for us today. So Mikey, why don't you go ahead and let Cam know what we got. So my question to Cam is, if we all came from Noah, like after the flood, why is there colored, different colored people or different oh, ethnicities? Man. <laughs> Oh gosh, okay. This is a toss up. This is an easy one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's kind of easy, but like my problem with this That's because you asked this yeah. earlier this week and we my, described my it. My question, though. my problem is that like, it, I don't know how you would answer this like with theology because like you could just say people moved and that's why they're different races. Yeah, I mean, in, in one sense you're right. Like you can't, it's not a theological question. I mean, it is and it isn't. Like, um, it's a scientific question yeah. and the Bible, this is like, okay, I guess this is a good point. We can talk about this. So, um, it's, the Bible contains everything that we need. Okay. That's not the same thing as saying the Bible contains everything in it. Yeah. So I, think, oh, yeah. I think sometimes people think, Hey, everything is in here. The answer to every question is in the Bible <laughs> and therefore they try to find the answer to every question in here, and what they end up doing is they make the scriptures say something that it was never intended to say. I have a question. Go ahead. So, does the Bible tell you what race Noah was? <laughs> no, not no. Like it just, I mean, it doesn't speak to that. One, we, we can guess race, knowing geographically where right. this all took place. We can guess like maybe what his skin color was or mm. something like that. But race is a social construct too. Like that's yeah, been yeah, developing yeah, yeah. since this was written when we've started just having different races mm -hmm. and. So that's a different question entirely. Yeah. But I would say um, we get into very murky water when we start saying this should answer every scientific question yeah. it has. Um, I has. <laughs> I have. Because it, <laughs> it wasn't written to answer all of our scientific like questions. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, for instance, one of the times that that happens is when we read Genesis 1 and 2, specifically mm -hmm. Genesis 1, and we try and say, okay, explain to me every scientific question about origins that I may have. And we mm -hmm. try and say, okay, well... We you, we hear poetic language that was described in Genesis one. You get really into murky ground when you go to poetry in Scripture, like the Psalms or potentially Genesis one, and you start saying, "Okay, explain to me science from that," because it's poetry. It wasn't meant to be um, a scientific explanation for the origins of the universe. Um, so I would say, to answer your question, we can't. It's not a theological question. But so scientifically. You know, science in the Bible, a lot of times culture wants us to think they're at odds, which they are not. Mm -hmm. um, right. So scientifically, to, to, to give you the quick answer is, you know, even people that would go all the way from a creationist standpoint to a, a pure evolution standpoint mm -hmm. would agree yeah. that, that humans, as we know today, still come from a single origin. They don't, yeah. there's no, there aren't yeah. legitimate creation or uh, evolutionists claiming that we came from like different races came from different types of primates. Mm -hmm. They all believe yeah. on a single origin. Um, yeah. and, and to that point, scientifically, you know, Every human alive right now differs from you genetically. Yeah. You know, your DNA is what makes up who you are as a person. You only differ from pretty much everyone on the planet by about 0.2%. So there's not mm -hmm. a lot of differences in you based on your skin color and someone else based on different skin color. Just like, your, you know, not to oversimplify, but your DNA is also determining your eye color and your yeah. height. Um, you know, so those could be looked at, you know, and again, 
because those could become social constructs of you know short people versus tall people. Uh, you know, and you even see that happening. You know, that, uh, as part of like World War II. You know, the mm -hmm. blonde hair, blue eyes. You know, the Aryan yeah. race. That that whole thing mm -hmm. being being a thing that again is just a you know is hair color and eye color, but became a, a racial yeah. construct. Yeah, social yeah. Construct. This doesn't necessarily tell me why there's different pigment levels in our skin or whatever makes us different colors. You know what I mean? But it, I think it speaks to the beauty of yeah. the, of the yep. diversity of us. And I think that. The, the diversity of people like kind of adds to to God saying that like even if you don't look or like mm. act the same as other That's people good. you can mm -hmm. still be a community mm -hmm. yeah so, and it makes you find what are those common things yeah. that we do have that mm -hmm. point us to God as opposed to you know if I think that God is just like me mm -hmm. then I'm gonna miss the uniqueness of God in other people yeah and that's a shame. You know, science aside, I think that one of the situations in the Bible we can see where some of this could come into play is, you know, the Tower of Babel, where they're, you know, mm -hmm. at that yeah. point, you know, you would consider we're still pretty close to the lineage, you know, relatively of Noah. Um, and the Lord, you know, does this act and takes this mm -hmm. where, you know, he scatters us for yeah. our own good. Oh, Again, yeah. you know, for something that at the time looked horrible, you know, they're yeah. trying to build a tower to God and oh, he yeah, scatters them and, and doesn't allow them yeah. to communicate. And that's, a, you know, a lot of these race racial constructs that we would have come from language barriers, you know, yep. in different parts of the yeah. earth. And so I think that's, you know, and the not to oversimplify no, it. No, like, yeah. but the beauty of that too is that scene in light of the larger narrative is that, listen, like together these people are, are hurting themselves <clears throat> ultimately, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're trying to build this tower up to God and it's, it's they're not submitting, right, to yeah. God and what he desires for them. And so he ends up, um, you know, scattering them, changing their languages, confusing them, and then all of a sudden you have these people going to different places and developing these unique cultures yeah. based on maybe their environments and their language mm. and these different things. And as those things develop, God takes one of those, um, his people, uh, Israel, and he saves all of them. And now yeah. all of a sudden you have this redemptive plan mm -hmm. where God takes all of these unique people and brings them back to one. Yeah. And yeah. now it's this beautiful, yeah. diverse, awesome family. And it was it like... That's one of those things that you you look back. It's like twenty twenty vision. Mm -hmm. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. Looking back at God's redemptive plan, you say, "Well, in the moment, I'm sure that didn't make a bit of sense." And now mm -hmm. we look back and we're like, "Whoa, the family of God is so cool now. Yeah. It's so unique." And that wouldn't have happened if it, if it weren't for what God had done, you know, during that time. So. Which it kind of goes back to what we talked about last week yeah. of you know when we're asking the Lord for something and trying to see for, see yeah. Him Sometimes and hear from Him. Sometimes we're looking for the wrong thing. Yeah. And, you know, in retrospect, it's it's what we actually needed. Um, so I'd say the, the takeaways from this are that, you know, scientifically it, it makes sense, but that, you know, the biggest thing is <clears throat> understanding that science and the Bible aren't at odds, you know, that there yeah. is, you know, there is support for that. There doesn't have to be support for that right. for it to be biblically true, but there, you know, there is some of that yeah. in there. So, um, yeah. yeah. Thanks for watching, guys. If you're wondering what this is, like I said before, this is just a chance for us to share some questions that our kids here at Goat are asking and kind of explain how we answer them from a biblical point of view. Uh, Mikey is actually a student here at Goat, was a student here at Goat for many years, and is now uh, on staff. Um, but he has a lot of these questions still and helps us think of the really good questions. And then Cam is the smartest person that works here at GOAT, and so he answers all the questions. Uh, but GOAT, if you don't know, is a ministry for at-risk students here in Greenville, South Carolina. It stands for Great Outdoor Adventure Trips. We take kids on outdoor trips, uh, mentor them, and then train them to come work here like Mikey. So if you don't know about us, check out our website. Um, subscribe here on YouTube. Subscribe. Show Mikey a little love. Like, subscribe, share. Done. Done. <laughs> hey! Yeah, the, the share button will be right there. Right Thank around you. here. Share. Okay. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Abraham.
How many sons? <laughs> How many sons have Father Abraham? Get out of here! And I am one of him. Freaking and so are you. Freaking so baby. let's just praise <laughs> the Lord. Right on. Father Abraham. Right on. Had many sons, many sons had Father Abraham. Get out of here! Not one of them. Oh, and so are you. He's all Let's you. Let's just praise the Lord. Hold on. Father.